I'm glad to announce that now I have two new sponsors for this podcast. This portion of the Scott Townsend Show is brought to you by Pops Daylight Donuts. Pops Daylight Donuts has the best donuts, sausage wraps, and pastries in Northeast Oklahoma. The staff is exceptional. They process your order fast. And if you tell them, hey, Scott Townsend said for you to give me a large spicy pig, they will give you a free large spicy sausage wrap. But you have to tell them, hey, Scott Townsend said for you to give me a large spicy pig. That's crucial. For more information on store hours, location, phone number, you name it, see the show notes below. Pops Daylight Donuts. Go get you some. And by Castafly Outdoor Adventures YouTube channel. Adventure. That's where it begins. We look to create and document our moments in time while embracing the majestic wonder and beauty of the great outdoors. Our quest is to explore the back roads of the Ozarks, camping, fishing, and just getting lost. Refresh your spirit and join us on our next adventure. Paul and his crew invite you to subscribe to the Castafly Outdoor Adventures YouTube channel. Welcome to the Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. Hey, this is Scott Townsend. Thanks for joining the Scott Townsend Show. Today I have with me a special guest, a good friend, longtime friend, uh, just probably the nicest guy. And he's known as the nicest guy in Bartlesville. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, a good friend of mine, David Austin. David, how's it going? Hey, doing well, Scott. Good to see you, man. It's always good to see you. So... <clears throat> The reason why I had you on the show, as you know, is uh, you guys, you and uh, some friends just got back from Alaska, a place I've never been. Of course, there's a lot of places I've never been. But uh, after you started telling some of the stories about your trip, I, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, I thought it would be really interesting. A lot of people probably haven't been to Alaska. First question, why Alaska? Well, I think everybody wants to vacation in Alaska in the middle of winter. And so we were just able to make that dream come true. You know, just we're, we're one of the select few. So so there was that. Now, a friend of ours, uh, she wanted to see the Northern Lights. So she scheduled the trip and did a fantastic job of scheduling it. And anyway, she had been talking about it and said, OK, hey, well, look, you know, I'd like to see the Northern Lights. And, and I guess they're best viewed in the middle of winter. And. And would you and Summer be interested in going? And then we'll get another couple, you know, a uh, couple other friends of ours uh, to go as well. So it'll be six of us, you know, we'll all go to Alaska. And Summer and I, neither of us had ever been, my wife Summer and I, neither of us had been to Alaska before. We thought, well, okay. Um, seems kind of crazy going to Alaska in the middle of the winter, but what the heck? Let's just throw caution to the wind. We're in. So, uh, so that's just kind of how it got started. And so we were there from uh, February 9th through the 18th. And the irony is, I think we might have escaped the cold weather here and gone to a warmer climate there in uh, Alaska. So, you know. <laughs> I know we were giving you a hard time about <clears throat> going to someplace so cold, and then it wound up getting colder here than it was in Alaska. <laughs> well, I think I told you, you know, there was one time where I'm sitting there in Anchorage because our trip started in Fairbanks and then we ended up uh, in, in Anchorage, and that's you know where we ended up flying home from. But so I'm in Anchorage, and I wake up one morning, and I look at uh, the weather app, and it's 18 degrees in Anchorage. I thought, well, I wonder what it is in Bartlesville. 
it was 16. So, uh, or no, 11, pardon me, it was 11. So it was it was colder in Bartlesville in February than it was in Anchorage. So yeah, we, we obviously made the right move. <laughs> and in Houston, it was even colder, wasn't it? Or almost. Houston was, uh, Houston was 16. So Anchorage was 18, Houston was 16, and Bartlesville was 11 in the middle of February. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what you were doing all along. Exactly. It was There was a method to the madness. <laughs> So you guys left from Tulsa, and uh, so what was the trip like? You went from Tulsa to... Yeah, so it was, um, and that's the toughest thing about Alaska is probably just getting there. So we went from Tulsa to Dallas to Seattle to Fairbanks. And um, so when we, you know, we left, I think our flight left Tulsa, I think about 1230 p.m. And Anchorage, Alaska is three hours behind us. So we get into um, Fairbanks at one in the morning. So, you know, after all the layovers and the flights and all that kind of stuff. So, okay. So it's, you know, it it had been a trip of, you know, 15 hours, whatever it was. And so we get into Fairbanks and it's negative 24 degrees. So, um, which is always pleasant. So I was dressed accordingly. Obviously I had t-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops. And so, (laughs) you know, sun visor and everything, obviously also, but no, I was, we were both bundled up and everything, but we went outside and some friends of ours had gotten a house that we were going to stay in in Fairbanks through Airbnb. So that was about um, maybe a 20 minute drive, 25 minute drive, whatever it was. And so we go through and we get our luggage and they had left us the rental car that they had gotten because they had gotten two vehicles and that left one of the rental cars for us. And so we just went out to the rental car area outside the main terminal there in Fairbanks to get our rental car. So the first thing we noticed was our rental car was plugged in and it was basically just like an extension cord hanging out of the grill of the rental car plugged into a pole right there, you know, where the car was parked. And it wasn't diesel? Well, no, it was just a regular car. But what they do is they plug them in to ensure that the battery doesn't get too cold. No. Basically, just the engine doesn't get too cold. And right. What they say is, and every car that you would look at there in Fairbanks had an extension cord hanging out of the grill. Hmm. And, you know, it's basically a case of if you have sustained temperatures of 15 below or colder, then you need to plug your car in. And, you know, when we got there, it was 24 below. Yeah. So we go in and that was a new one on us, but we unplugged the car and got it ready and put all the luggage in it. And, and now we're driving to the house. So we get to the house there and, and uh, Fairbanks after a 20, 25 minute drive. And, uh, and now what time is it now? That's about two in the morning, two in the morning. And it's a balmy negative 24. <laughs> and, uh, it was a great first day of the trip. You know, obviously after 15 hours of travel or something, we weren't tired at all. You know, no. we heavy lighting energy. So we get there to the house and we're the point to where, again, we've had this 15, 16 hour day, whatever it's been. And you're literally to the point to where, okay, the day is just about all over. All I need to do is literally just walk through the door. So there was a code on the uh, on the lock for the house, and uh, so we go in, and the house had a porch, but it was it was a screened-in porch, so there was really no protection from the cold, none at all. So it's negative 24 on the porch, just like it is outside. So they'd given us this access code for the lock, and in theory, you just plug in the code, and then you turn the lock, and now I'm walking in the door, and my day's over. I can go to sleep in Fairbanks, let the vacation begin, happy day. I don't like so, the way I don't like the way you use the word in theory. In theory. So um, anyway, I put in the code, the light goes green, and I try to 
turn the lock, nothing happens. It won't open. Okay, well, I'll do it again. The light goes green, which again, the light going green is telling me, okay, well, the, the code works, but the lock won't go. Okay, so we do this a few times. We think, okay, well, they're inside. In fact, I can see one of my friends, I can see his chief scarf hanging just inside the door. And it was almost <laughs> like it was mocking me. You know, you'd probably like to get in here. You know, I'm warm. Here I am. I'm the chief scarf. I'm in this warm house. Obviously, you're not. You're a negative 24. You're in this uh, open porch. So, okay, well, let's let's call them. Let's text them. There's four of them in the house, two couples. Let's call or text. So we do all that. Nothing. And so, you know, they all had their phones shut off. It's two in the morning. You're not ex exactly expecting company or right. somebody calling to shoot the breeze or anything like that. So... You know, we continue messing with the lock. And at one point, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, because it felt like, okay, maybe there was some points to where it felt like, okay, if you just, you know, hold your tongue just perfectly and maybe your head just sideways, just so that maybe it'll, it'll engage. Right. And anyway, I take off one of my gloves. And so I'm messing with it. And I can literally feel my finger freezing to the lock, to the metal on the lock. <laughs> so, yeah, so my finger's a little worse for wear. I, I think I got a little bit of frostbite. It's good now. So right. apparently frostbite is temporary, which is good. Anyway, good to know. We do the exactly good to know. If you ever get frostbite, hopefully it's not going to be a, lot, a lifelong affliction. We mess with it for 30 minutes, try to call, try to text, nada. So finally we thought, okay. I went back to the car, yelped the closest hotels, North Pole, Alaska. North Pole, Alaska is right outside of Fairbanks. Okay, I guess that's where we're staying. So I called them. It's three in the morning. They were probably surprised to hear from me. Oh, okay, you want to be in <laughs> Alaska at our inn here? Okay, yeah, welcome aboard. So I called them. It was another 20, 25 minute drive to the North Pole, uh, North Pole, Alaska, not the actual North Pole plane. Right. So just the, <clears throat> between you, the door was the only thing standing between you and warmth and. Yeah, and, and, you know, you, you would think, okay, well, if I'm flying from Tulsa to Fairbanks, okay, well, I go through everything I go through with driving to the airport and getting on the flight and let me make sure I make my connection. And, you know, now I'm getting my luggage once I get to Fairbanks, now I'm driving to the house. You would think the easiest part is simply opening the lot, you know, the door and walking through the door. You, know, you would think that would be the easiest part of the trip. So to get tripped up on that particular portion of the trip, that was that was really a special treat. We really enjoyed that. You know, there were no cuss words uttered or anything. It was just a lot of smiles, a lot of yeah. so very pleasant, not frustrating at all. The last the last foot of your trip. Exactly. Literally walking through the door. That's what we <laughs> could do. Get everything else. Everything else made all 18 connections or whatever it was to get to Fairbanks. <laughs> Everything else went smooth. The last part, literally just walking through the door. No, can't do that. Couldn't do it. Oh, that was good times. That was good times. What was probably the most memorable thing about the whole trip besides being locked out the first night? Yeah, and, and, and obviously I'll never forget that. And, and I do hope my finger heals up, uh, heals up sometimes. Well, we went dog sledding, which... You know, I think I mentioned to you, you know, whenever we were talking first about this trip, I mean, the cool thing about Alaska was we did things that we felt like, okay, well, they were very Alaska centric, kind of like, okay, well, look, if I'm not doing this in Alaska, I'm probably not going to go dog sledding in Bartlesville or New York right. or LA or something like You'll that. You'll find a bear or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We saw moose. You know, I don't see a whole lot of moose in Dewey or anything like that. And so <laughs> it felt very Alaska centric. And so, yeah. So what's the plural of moose? 
I think it's just moose. Yeah, I think it's kind of like sheep. What's the plural of sheep? Isn't it just sheep? Well, like goose. Yeah, well, goose and geese. Geese. Yeah. So moose. Geese, would it? Would be like moose and geese. See, I don't think that's right. That's, <laughs> maybe it is. I'll write it out and I'll see if it looks right. Yeah. Two e's, I think. But yeah, no, I think it's just moose and moose. I think. Yeah. 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 But, Sorry, go uh, ahead. Yeah, 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 but I digress. Um, but yeah, so we went uh, on the dog sled and we did that. At, like everything we were doing, a lot of it was, you know, okay, so I'm in Alaska. So let me find the, the coldest point of the day in Alaska. And that's probably going to be the wee hours. And so it seems like that's when we did everything. But the, the dog sledding was like an eight mile course that lasted about an hour. And it was, I think we started that at nine at night, 10 at night, something like nine that. Nine or 10 at night? Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, obviously you just want to go dog sledding and then let's just hit the bars or something, but, um, but yeah, so they, you know, you go and, 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 um, as far as the dog sledding place, you go and they have a yurt set up, which is just like a big tent made of, um, I don't know, animal hide, something like that, but it was a yurt. I haven't spent a whole lot of time in yurts and I haven't read up much on them, but we went to a yurt. And so it was cool. And it was just like a yeah, big tent or something. And so we go in the yurt and hang out and, and they had some cocoa and, you know, they had, uh, you know, heating unit there. And so you hang out in the yurt and then uh, you go out and see the dogs that are going to be pulling your dog sled. And, you know, they're like it said, it was the, uh, the six of us, you know, three couples. And so uh, all on one sled. No, 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 no. They it's um, summer. And I got in the sled and they zipped us up. And then the musher was standing behind us, oh. pulling us. Okay. And huskies, and and you know, I guess the huskies, they weren't quite as big as what I thought they would be. I mean, it's oh yeah, it's like our dog Iggy at home, and she's twelve pounds. She probably wouldn't make for a good mush dog, but uh, <laughs> but they were probably, you know, sixty pounds or something. Not a huge dog. Yeah. And um, I think how many dogs? 12, about twelve of them, I think. Was one of them was a I think a retired recently retired you know racing all of them were racing dogs but I think one of them was recently retired who was pretty decorated you know because they talk about some of these dogs that have run in the Iditarod and oh yeah uh, there's a Yukon race that's that's uh, pretty prominent those were the you know some of the dogs that were pulling our our sled that's and, cool uh, so it was about an eight mile course and you know that night it was probably 10 15 below so it was it was a little chilly. And so, you know, we had these, you know, we're all bundled up and everything, but I could still feel the cold, you know, on my face and on my fingertips and on my toes, but it was still just a cool experience. And so, you know, that was one of the experiences I'll always remember because at this point in my life, you know, it's not like I can rattle through and say, okay, yeah, okay. I dog sledded that one time in Houston. And then I dog sledded, you know, several times here in Bartlesville. And then when I was in New York, sure. I, I dog sledded there who wouldn't. So, I mean, yeah, I've dog sledded once in my life. It's in Alaska. I don't know that there's going to be a second time that I dog sled. And so just check the box, man. Yeah, exactly. It's probably an experience that I'll always remember. And then we also went to a reindeer ranch. So a reindeer uh, ranch. Yeah, and that again felt very Alaska centric. You know, I mean, it's. I think Deb set it up. Okay, we're we're going to a reindeer ranch. Okay, I guess that's what we're doing. We're in Alaska. We <laughs> might as well go to a rent reindeer right. ranch. You know, obviously I've been to North Pole, Alaska, and so it kind of seeped. Uh, Seems like it's in keeping with the theme. So, okay, so we're, we're doing the reindeer thing. See, we got the North Pole checked off, or the North Pole Alaska checked off. We've got, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we oh, the Northern Lights, yeah. 
Yeah, the Northern Lights were cool. In fact, I'll tell you about that. So the Northern Lights, that was the thing about Alaska was I, I went into this trip cold, man. I didn't, you know, and I was cold, obviously, once I got there from the weather. But I say that you know, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I, you know, I had I had done little to no research on Alaska. And so um, you're just along for the ride. I was kind of along for the ride. But it was it was, you know, travel to me is always educational, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you learn about you know, whatever location you're in and the people and the customs and everything else. And so in that regard, it was beautiful. And, and you know, and it, I guess it was okay that I kind of went in with not a whole lot of knowledge because I, I feel like I came away with some aha moments about Alaska. Right. But um, the Northern Lights was another one to where, okay, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And so we stay at this hotel and they just kind of have an area where they go to observe the Northern Lights. And so they said, you know, every fourth or fifth day, you know, they seem to come out and kind of make a prominent appearance as far as the Northern Lights. And they said, you know, it's especially good on a on a um, very clear night. You kind of get those in the middle of winter, you know, the air is thinner and everything. And so you look out and on the horizon, it's almost like watching a sunrise, except it's 11 at night. And instead of being, you know, yellow, orange, you know, like a sunrise, it's kind of this translucent green. And so as you're looking, you know, it's it's dark, you know, it's 10, 30, 11 at night, but you can see the horizon and you can see some trees. And then behind the trees, here comes this translucent light on the on the horizon, again, rising almost like a, a sunrise, except it starts moving quickly. And after a pretty short while, they've the translucent lights have risen beyond the tree line. And now they're starting to make their way all the way across the sky. Eventually, they move all the way across the sky to the opposite horizon. Hmm. And now you're just kind of, you know, all above or is just this trend, this just kind of the swath of translucent green light with some purple um, elements to it also. And it was just, you know, again, just extremely unique. You know, nothing I had ever experienced in my life before. So outside they had a fire and people have their cameras and I was taking pictures in summer and and our friends and everybody else who was out there and the people who organized it said, okay, well, you guys were fortunate. They said, you know, on a, on a 10 scale, this is probably an eight, you know, as far as what you're seeing is what we thought. Wow. Okay. Well, a, we're lucky to have even seen them since, you know, they said usually they only make a really good appearance every fourth or fifth night. And then B to get an eight on a 10 scale. Okay. Well, we feel good about that. Right. But they also talked about the fact that the Northern lights dance. And that was interesting to me because, um, you know, you, you, you'll look up to, in the sky and you'll see a cloud moving and, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of languid, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, slow moving. And, and, um, but when you looked at these Northern lights, it was in some portions of them, it was almost like they were dancing. It was like looking at the street on a really hot day and seeing those heat waves that are really moving quickly back and forth. To me, it was very unique to look up in the sky and see, something shaking and kind of shimmering as quickly as it was. Hmm. And so that was another one that was just seemed to me to be very uniquely Alaska. Well, um, thanks for regaling us with some uh, 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 travel stories to Alaska, Dave's travel log. All right, Dave, well, thanks a lot for your time and for regaling us with your travel log and your stories. And uh, next time you go somewhere, you need to come back and tell us, uh, uh, a little bit more about uh, either riding a camel or seeing uh, castles in Germany or 
Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'd be yeah. happy. As long as I can get one of the uh, coffee cups with the cool logo, uh, I am in. See, bam, right there. I know I have one of those coming. And it's going to have, like I said, it will have a place of honor on the shelf there in my man cave. <laughs> I can promise. So next time you're there, you know, I'll, I'll show you where it is and everything. Yeah, it'll be very good times. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, and if you've been listening to this and you like it, uh, I should, uh, you know, go ahead, subscribe, like, share it. Um, and if you want to watch this on YouTube, you can see the Scott Townsend Show on YouTube, the YouTube channel there. Um, once again, like, subscribe, share it, tell all your friends. But uh, Dave, thanks again. Appreciate it. Hey, I and appreciate it, Scott. Always good to see you, my friend. So for Dave Austin, this is Scott Townsend. Thanks for joining the Scott Townsend Show, and we'll talk to you later. The Scott Townsend Show is a Dietzo Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel, listen on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 